Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Hello, Berita. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Berita, now I'm curious about your name. Like you are born yes. Gugule Tukumalo, but now your stage name is Berita. And I think everybody calls you Berita other than your close yes. family members. Let me guess where you got the name Berita. It was an aunt of yours, right? <laughs> that, that you loved very much. And her name was Berita. And you said, I'm actually going to honor my aunt and use her name as a, as my stage name. Am I correct? <laughs> almost there. Almost, almost. So almost. my mother's name. Wow, <laughs> I almost was correct. <laughs> and I'm sure but she... you are right. It's, it's a special name and only my mom has it. I think I've only met one other Berita. Right. So when, and my real name is Kukulet. So my, I've got quite a common name. So... For, for music, I then decided to use my mother's name. No, I think you did an excellent job in that. It sounds great, and I think it's also universal as well, because wherever you find yourself in the world, everybody can say Berita. Yes. Now, yes. now, you recently won the Rest of Africa Award for your chart-topping fourth studio so- album, Songs in the Key of Love. It reminds me of Stevie Wonder's uh, albums. <laughs> actually remember that title now at the summer awards what does this do for your career and the amount of effort you put in your craft because one thing about you is you put in you put a lot of work in how you look your stage presence as well as your music so when you when you won this award was it like a stamp of approval well let me tell you something the price went up up (laughs) i love it (laughs) I love it. The price has just gone up. I'm very grateful, you know. Uh, for me, this album is just, um, it symbolizes growth for me as an artist. It's also the first album that I released independently under my own record label. Nice. I executive produced the album and I worked with an incredible team on production um, and I really got my hands dirty with this one. So to be, you know, recognized um, as, you know, a, a summer award winner, it's really, it's heartwarming for me. And it's also encouraging for, you know, the team that I work with because I don't work alone. Mm. And also, you know, the people that have been following me, it's almost 10 years now. Mm. And this is actually my first summer and also on top of that, I am originally from Zimbabwe. Yeah. So I'm only eligible for the award that recognizes um, musicians that are doing great work in South Africa that are not of South African, um, you know, residential status. So I'm, I'm honored, you know, to be contributing to the music industry in South Africa. Let's talk about the good, the bad and the ugly of starting your yes. own record label and the work that goes behind it all. We see a beautiful Berita performing a, in front of us, but there's a lot of work that goes behind um, this beautiful image that you give to us every single time you perform. What, what's the good and the bad and the ugly that goes behind running your own record label? Record label. I guess the good is, first and foremost, I love music. Mm. Uh, I'm a creator, and I believe that when you're a creator, that opportunity, that gift comes with the responsibility of being the steward of mm, the gift. Mm. So when I started my own record label and um, I also acquired my old music, the goal was 
I want to be one of those artists that actually take stewardship for their craft. Yeah. Now, it's not for everyone. I'll be honest to yeah. say it's not for everyone. But I've reached a certain stage in my career where I've, you know, I've been doing this for over five years. I've, you know, I've paid my school fees. I've learned. Mm. I've paid my dues. Mm. And now it's time for me to actually build um, a legacy that will go beyond the day that I retire in music. You know, and also it's made more commercial and, and financial sense yeah. when I look into the long term. Yeah. Now, you've made some really smart decisions in the collaborations that you, you've done. You've worked with the likes of yeah. De Capo, Younger, Chief, Oliver Mduguzi, Huma Sigela, Amanda Black, Black Motion, just to name a few. What is the thought process that goes into you collaborating with an artist? Is it just as simple as, hey, let's do a song? Or is there a lot of thought that goes behind you uh, collaborating with other artists? Collaborating. Yes. You know, at first it used to be, my collaborations used to be, I guess, luck, meeting the right people at the right time. Mm. I remember when I put out uh, my first album in Tandaluit, who came out, and I bumped into DJ Oskido. I was an unknown artist. He watched me perform, and he said, more people need to hear this song, so I'm going to remix it and put it in my album, because house music at the time was the biggest genre in the country. So then... You know, that collaboration worked because it, it was almost like Oskido, you know, uplifting me and co-signing me. And mm. then over the years, I've been very fortunate. In 2014, I was I collaborated with Oliver Mtukuti and Bahima Segela. Mm. And I'm actually the only artist that has a song with these two legends. Oh, wow. And that was also, again, luck and being at the right place and, and meeting these two legends and them believing that they could pass on that pattern of music to me. Mm. And then um, when I worked on my album, Songs in the Key of Love, for the first time I, you know, I had grown within my music and in the way that I make music. So I was able to actually collaborate and start songs from scratch. Um, I've done two songs with Amanda Black. Actually, her album came out last week. I did a song with her on my album and also did a song with her for her album. Yeah. Um, there's a sisterhood there that just keeps growing. And every oh. time we, we meet, we make music. I love that. So that's been fun. Um, and also outside of that, you know, with the Songs in the Care of Love album, I've got collaborations with Begezela, Moti, from Mikasa, mm. and Bongan Effect. And these are all musical collaborations that happen because it feels right. It's not forced or anything like that. Yeah. Now, the Tosa Nation are adamant that you are theirs and theirs alone. Like, when when you say <laughs> that you are born in Zimbabwe, like, no ways, no. And you are definitely ours. We can take ownership of you. But uh, how's the fan base in Zimbabwe where you're born? You know, first of all, I'm grateful for the Eastern Cape. I started my career. <laughs> I always say I'm an adopted Eastern Cape uh, child. Yes. And I, I've received so much love over the years and to this day, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, and then when it comes to Zimbabwe, I'll be honest, when my, when my first, when my music first came out, they used to say, no, this one, you know, like, no, we don't get this. But I think I've always been honest. I've always mm. been open 
when you're Amdevele, so my tribe and the Zulu tribe and the Kosa and the Swahili tribe, so I've always been honest. And when I moved to the Eastern Cape to study, I fell in love with the Kosa language. It's mm. by far the most decorative Nguni language of the four. So, you know, I've, I've enjoyed the process of writing most of my songs in Nguni. I do have songs in Debele. Nice. And when it comes to where I'm originally from, I think over the years, they are starting to, to really warm up to me. I even saw when I won the summer, there was a lot of congratulations from home. Aww. This is something, you know, for them to see one of their own being recognized, something that truly warmed their hearts. Yeah. You're also the founder of Women of, of Music Business. Please tell us more about this yes. organization and who it actually serves. Yes. So the Women of the Music Business is a recently formed NGO. We have been in the space now for the past, 12 months, we have run two women empowerment programs in partnership with the VIS Business School, the Southern Africa Trust, and the Sony nice. Music Global Fund. Nice. And with this particular empowerment program, we ran a two-day masterclass with 60 women from all across the African continent, empowering them and educating them about the power of social enterprise and how to how to view the music business, whether you are a creator or you're a musician, or you run an art organization, how to, to apply principles that will make your business and your organization more sustainable. Mm. And as a woman in the music industry during Women's Month, what are some of the personal milestones that you celebrate, that you knew um, if, 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 if you didn't fight, you wouldn't be sitting in this table, if you didn't do... X, Y, and Z, you wouldn't be talking to this person because that opportunity was normally closed off for women. Yes. I think first and foremost, being my, a record label owner, yeah. I own 80% of my music catalog. Oh, wow. I, I bought back, you know, the album, the song, to my, my earlier song. Come on, baby. And I think that was a, a feat for me. That's something that uh, when I talk about it's not done a lot in the industry. I'm one of the few people that have been able to do it. And it's because I want women to to have that power. I think growing up, I have seen women ascend to a certain level in the music industry as, you know, creators and also as business people. But I would see them be closed off. Mm. And they would be like, no, because she's decided to start her own business you know what i mean and that was the first thing that i was like i want to break that barrier you know i want to be able to create my own music through my own company and have as much success as anybody else as a result last year when my album came out it topped the streaming charts um i was number one on radio for four weeks oh wow on sabc radio um on south african radio i mean so that's been something I've enjoyed. And earlier this year, I also joined the recording industry of South Africa, RISA, the, the, the governing wow, board. Wow, you know, And that is an opportunity for me to sit among the top record labels in the country. And although I'm new and I'm still learning my ropes, I, I now understand how decisions are made. And I'm hoping in the future to be able to impact how women are paid first of all, mm. and valued in the music industry. Sure, now, that. now you have a seat at the table and it's so important. Yes, it's table. so important to understand the responsibility that comes with having a seat um, at the table. Let's move on over to yeah. new projects that you're working on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, 
I'm working on a number of projects. Yes. Uh, my new, my upcoming EP is ready. Yes. It's been ready. So I'm just waiting uh, for the right time to take the, the music out. I also have a couple of other business ventures that I'm working on. I think you're going to see those in 2022. Oh, wow. Um, I, you know, next year I'm turning 10 years in the music industry. So I'm excited to celebrate that. And I'm excited to also... Yeah, do some do some exciting projects. I don't want to say much before they come out, but I just want to definitely let you know that I'm working hard. I'm done in the studio, and I'm also I'm in the office. I'm I'm making the calls. I'm making nice. the posts. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, and we love that. Barita, I'm expecting a Duke line to come out from you. Uh, a fashion okay. line, yeah, a fashion line to come out. I'm expecting a acoustic guitar range that is okay. uh, has your signature. Uh, that is just a burrito line of guitars. I'm also expecting a skincare line from you because your skin is flawless and you are a beautiful girl. So whatever you tell me to put on my face, I'll put it on. So those are the four things that I'm expecting uh, from you: a Duke line. A, a fashion range line, a guitar line as well as, what did I say? The skincare line. Oh, uh, can I tell you something? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to tell you, but you're so right. So I'm going to tell you one thing as well that's been on my mind a lot and I've already started working on. Um, I'm also like, I've been thinking a lot about a tea line because <gasps> I'm, a, I'm a tea caller. Oh. I drink tea. So would you, I want to know, would you drink my tea? Yes, <laughs> I love tea. I love tea. Give me tea any day. And if it's a burrito tea, oh, you've got my heart. So you can have all my money. Month end, I'm giving you my salary, Kel. Let's buy the tea. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sisi. Now, uh, before I let you go, social media, how can people interact with you and uh, where do they get this award-winning album, Songs in a Key of Love? Yes, I am at Berita Afroso on all social media platforms, at Berita Afroso on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, as well as my album, Songs in the Key of Love, is available on all streaming services, when I Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube Music, Juke, Visa, my music is available, and I really, really appreciate your support at home. <gasps> You're going to have to make a very difficult decision right now. I've got three songs, yes. right? I've got Tando Lue yeah. too. I've got Ndikaulele. Uh-huh. I've also got uh, your collaboration with Amanda Black, Sia Tanda. Oh, my goodness. Now, you have to choose wow. which song we're going to end this interview with. Which one? Wow, this is difficult. You know what? I'll say Ndikaulele. Oh, okay. Because that's the opening song of my album. And I'm, I'm impressed that you actually have the song because it's not actually a single. It's off the album. So <gasps> I'll it. say play that one. All right. I'm definitely going to play it. Barita, thank you so much for your time and all the best. And uh, I can't wait to buy tea from you. Radio 2000 Podcast.